take a moment to consider all the factors that impact your health. What comes to mind? Your diet, perhaps your lifestyle, like whether you exercise, drink, or smoke. Maybe you thought about your family history of diseases like cancer or diabetes. But health and well-being go beyond that. The field of public health is about thinking broader, thinking beyond the individual, about how our built environment affects us, how laws and policies impact us, and how the social forces influence our behavior and well-being. Each week, this podcast will discuss one topic from the wonderful world of public health to reveal these ubiquitous hidden forces and artifacts. One episode at a time, we will show how public health is all around us. Welcome to Everything is Public Health. Everything is Public Health. Welcome back to Everything is Public Health. I'm Cass. I'm MJ. MJ, I have a question for you. About how many hours of sleep do you average every night? (sighs) This is a... So I will say there are good weeks and there are bad weeks. I'm going to say recently I've not been getting as many hours as I used to. So recently I've been getting like a little under six. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not so bad that I can't function, but it is definitely not where I want it to be. Yeah. What, what do you, how many hours of sleep do you think you need to sort of be at your peak performance? Yeah, my peak. So, I mean, I'm not young anymore, so I don't need like that many hours of sleep. Oh my God, sleep. stop saying that. You're still a little baby person. <laughs> Everything's relative. You make me feel so old when you say that. I'm not a teen anymore. I think teens in general needs more hours of sleep, but I think, you know, if I can get like a solid seven and a half to eight, that's like a good night for me. Like six is functional, but okay. definitely not ideal. No, that's fair. I'm like an eight-hour sleeper. I don't do well if I get less than eight. Oh, okay. Are you very sensitive? Like, like the day that you don't get eight, like the next morning, you're just like not not doing too well? Yeah. Well, I mean, so I definitely feel less sharp and a little more laggy. Like today, I didn't sleep quite as well last night. And so my, my processors are a little slower than normal. But do you have like a, a set bedtime and a set time that you get up in the morning? Or are you more free range? I... Free range. What a great way to describe insomnia. <laughs> but um, I, I'm pretty regular. I'm like a twelve to seven, seven thirty person. Okay. I'm at the awkward space where like I'm by no means a morning person, but you know I don't really stay up late either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we tend to try to wind down and be in bed around nine thirty or so, and then we wow we get up around <laughs> like five thirty, five forty five. So that's before the sun is even up. Well, right now. <laughs> Because of stupid daylight savings time. (laughs) Hey, great segue to our topic of today. Yeah, so today wanted to do an episode on daylight savings time and some of the potential negative consequences of losing an hour of sleep in the spring and sort of thinking about how it's bad for public health. Long story short, sort of cutting to the chase, right? When we turn on daylight savings, we lose an hour of sleep and losing that hour can throw off our circadian rhythm. You know what a circadian rhythm is, right, MJ? Why don't you explain it for our listeners at home? Well, we are animals and animals have uh, natural times where they like to be up and natural times where they like to be sleeping. Not going to go too deep into it, but you know, different people have different patterns. But generally speaking, when there's a light outside, we want to be up. When it's dark outside, we want to be sleeping. And that's just how animals are. Uh, Horses sleep for 
what almost a few hours a day cats sleep for 18 hours a day different animals have different needs but that's that's what it is like we like to wake up at certain times we like to sleep at certain times absolutely and there's actually some recent research that's showing even our organs might have their own sort of circadian rhythms that all try to sync together so if you start messing with someone's sleep schedule then that can mess up things internally but before we go too far into daylight savings i just wanted to highlight very briefly some of the negative health effects of sleep deprivation to sort of tee up what we're thinking about for daylight savings. So short-term effects, we mentioned some of them uh, when I was talking about how I feel when I don't get enough sleep. So lack of concentration, irritability is one that I've been feeling the last couple of days for sure. (laughs) Um, But people can also experience anxiety and depression in the short term if they're not getting enough sleep. Essentially, when your brain doesn't get enough rest, the things that keeps things in check gets tired. And when the checks get tired, then the things that it's checking like seeps out. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the longer term effects, if you have not enough sleep over a longer period, can actually lead to weight gain. It can lead to increases in chronic illnesses like diabetes and heart disease. And, you know, it can also impact one's sex drive, which is a sad thing to think about. So sleep is really important. I mean, you're just tired. (laughs) Well, you're tired. You know, you might not be feeling as excitable, but it can also just sort of tamp down things in the absence of just being tired. So, yeah. Well, just think about it as fatigue, right? Sleep is resting. And when you're fatigued, you're stressed. And then we know that stress is a real thing and it can really do like a number of a lot of things. So no sleep, more stress, more stress is bad. Right. So do you know why Daylight Saving started and when it first started? So before I go anywhere on this, I'm not a fan of Daylight Saving. I just want to say that right now. Like, <laughs> it makes very little sense. And as a person who came from a country without Daylight Saving, I guess we're closer to the equator. So it's, it's not be as, as impacted. Yeah. obvious between seasons. But I never understood it. Like This is just such a hassle that everyone needs to do. And I'm pretty sure we all have those daylight saving stories where we're either late to something because of it or we're like way too early to something because of it. And I never understood it. Now, to what I I think, this was a thing that has been around for a while. So at least a century, I think. So this is not like a new thing. And also something to do with, some people think it had to do with farmers, but I think that one's been debunked. Um, so I think it was due with like just train schedules or something or some something to do with schedules. But I, I've never really looked into the origin of this. Yeah. So a lot of people think that daylight savings was to help farmers, right? Give them more daylight, etc. Actually, farmers were the biggest opponents to daylight savings because it gave them less time to get their stuff to market in the morning before everything opened up because they had less daylight in the morning as opposed to the evening. Actually, daylight savings first started during World War One. Oh, so it's not that old. Right. Well, no, it's a, a century, you know, 1918. Right. But I was thinking like 1800. So it's not super old. No. So it started, Germany actually was the first country to institute daylight savings to save fuel during World War One. Wait a second. Are we not the only insane, crazy and backwards country that have it? Oh, no, no. Like 70 plus countries have daylight savings. What? What? I thought this was like an imperial and metrics thing. I thought every country was smart enough not to do this. No, a lot of countries have started taking it away. Okay, thank God. But there are still places where it is active. But it started during World War One to save fuel. And then it went away at the end of World War One. People are like, this is terrible. This like 
it was like wholly opposed by pretty much everybody. And so they went back to normal time. They kicked it back on during World War II. And rather than calling it daylight savings, they just called it wartime. And it was permanent daylight savings okay. during during World War II. And then again, people were like, this is really dumb. We don't like it. Farmers were opposed to it. And so they took it away uh-huh. after World War II and said, you can do what you want. Okay. So some states decided they wanted to have daylight savings. Some states didn't. And it ended up with this very weird mishmash of different times. And so the Uniform Time Act of 1966 was passed, and that said, in March, we're going to spring forward an hour, and in end of October, early November, we'll fall back an hour and put daylight savings time into place, and then the rest of the year, we're in standard time. 1966. Yeah, 1966. And then, still, a lot of people were upset. Uh, as I said, farmers have had been advocating against it for a very, very long time. And so in the last few years, decade or so, um, some states have started to consider or even pass legislation to just stay on standard time year round. Yeah. So I know Arizona and Hawaii are two states that do not have daylight saving. Uh, Great for them. But before we move on, you said it was to save fuel. So what they found was that if they shifted daylight to stay an hour longer in the evening... People didn't have to use as much fuel later in the hours when they were still up doing things in order to keep the lights on, basically. Oh, fuel in terms of keeping the lights on. Right. Not fuel like driving around. Fuel like, well, and then and then people would people argued, oh, well, now businesses can stay open an hour later because we don't need the fuel, you know, or the energy uh, to keep lights on. And so people made the economic argument that you know, well, shopkeepers can stay open longer and this will be good for the economy. But it, it turns out it actually doesn't really boost the economy all that much. At least it didn't. And and now it's sort of a moot point because we're not burning those kinds of fuels that we think of like keeping oil lanterns lit and that kind of stuff. Right. But 1966, this is way more recent than I ever imagined it to be. Yeah, well, it's been sort of turning off and on for the last hundred years. But yeah, it really was formalized in the Uniform Time Act of 1966. Okay. So a lot of listeners are probably wondering, what does this have to do with public health? (laughs) Right. Uh, And so I first learned about the harmful effects sort of at the population level, uh, listening to a podcast a few years ago related to sleep in general. I've always hated daylight savings time. It made no sense to me. Same, same. Like people don't show up to places on time. They're either early or late, depending on sort of which way it's falling. And you're taking an hour of sleep away from people, which is just dumb. But so there's been numerous studies at this point now looking at uh, the impacts of daylight savings time. And in general, we see harmful effects when we lose an hour in the spring and Maybe I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say beneficial effects when we gain the hour back in the fall, but certainly no harmful effects when we get the extra hour. We really only see harmful effects when we lose the hour. Makes sense. So for example, we see increased risk of heart attack in the days following that hour loss due to daylight savings. There's increased risk of stroke, fatal car crashes have gone up by as much as 6%. I could totally see that. After daylight savings, which just like boggles my mind that we still think that this is a good idea. Yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, sleep is important to our mental health and important to our health in general. So anytime when your sleep schedule is circadian rhythm is disrupted, imagine that as like a micro stress on your body. And for most of us, that micro stress, the only thing that that leads to is maybe you're a little bit grumpy. 
But for some of us, maybe that's the micro stress that really like pushes you over the edge. And that's where we see these like increased risk of stroke and injury. And uh, how do we know this? Well, we have large pools of population data and then that we're able to analyze these effects at a very larger scale. So these are things that you probably won't see when you look at individuals. Right. And so an important concept in public health is sort of what we call the, the ecological fallacy, right? So just because there's increased risk at the population level doesn't necessarily translate down to an individual's personal risk. So like me driving the day after daylight savings turns on does not mean that my risk of a fatal crash while driving increases by 6%. No, it means at the population level, there's sort of a 6% increased risk uh, in fatal crashes. So that's an important concept in public health. Like just because we say that there's a, a risk or a, you know a certain likelihood that something might happen in the broad population that doesn't necessarily translate to individual risk yeah just because you get eight hours of sleep normally so when you lose an hour that's not the same as someone for example who is on a night shift and all of a sudden they they lose an hour of like much needed recovery right so right. everyone's different yeah absolutely recently the american academy of sleep medicine came out with a formal position statement. They sort of synthesized the literature on daylight savings, and they said that seasonal time changes should be abolished in favor of a fixed national year-round standard time. Reach. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, yes, this should be abolished because, like, let's stop messing with people's schedules. Like, I don't know how, thinking back to the before times in the pre-pandemic, I don't know how often you traveled coast to coast or, or traveled enough that you were on a time change. But jet lag is a real thing that, you know, it can impact you, particularly if you're, it's a short trip and you're sort of messing with your clock back and forth. Daylight savings is obviously a smaller shift than that. It's only for an hour and you're not sort of swapping back and forth, but it can have negative health consequences. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jet lag is, if you've experienced it, you know it's not pleasant. And No, it's not. Daylight saving is essentially a forced jet lag on everyone (laughs) by an hour. (laughs) Essentially what it is. (laughs) Except for the states that have boldly chosen to forego daylight savings time. Two states, Arizona and Hawaii. I wonder how they did it. They must have because the Universal Time Act, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. That one's federal, right? And that was a federal legislation. It is federal. But if I'm remembering correctly, there were like states could apply for an exemption, basically. And Arizona being so far south, yeah, they're not as like they, they don't have the same kind of daylight variations as a place like New York would because it's further away. And so I think they were able to make a case. Same with Hawaii. Um, that it just didn't make any sense. I went to Seattle for the first time a few years back, and uh, I forgot whether I think it was in winter, but or it was in summer. But it was a, uh, it was nine thirty at night, and I'm like, why is the sun still up? <laughs> Daylight savings <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I want to sleep now. Anyway. <laughs> It is hard in the summer. Uh, you, you're sort of making a joke about it. But seriously, it's hard in the summer because James and I try to stay on the same schedule regardless of what it is. And, you know, we're like, oh, it's it's 930 and it's still light outside. So we have like blackout curtains in our bedroom so we can try to stay on the same schedule. Yeah. And conversely, if you go to Seattle in winter, 
what would be like four or something and it's completely pitch black <laughs> yeah it um it gets dark pretty early uh in the winter for sure anyway so this is a federal thing they are smart enough to allow for states could either apply for exemptions or they ha- expressly have something in the legislation that prevented preemption so arizona and hawaii are able to do this so there are solutions to this end because we've seen it happen yeah absolutely so they you can work at your state level to advocate for the abolition of daylight savings time. You can work with your sort of federal legislators to get them to push forward Unlikely. <laughs> um, the bill. I know the prior presidential administration had tried to advance legislation that would have kept us on daylight savings all the time. Why? <laughs> uh, which is actually not, it's, it's not something that people support either because more sunlight hours in the evening can lead to more exposure and actually increased cancer risks. So physicians and other groups are really advocating that we remain on standard time. So talking with your legislators about a bill that would abolish daylight savings. There are also things that individuals can do. So when we know that daylight savings is coming up, we can start to make slow changes to our sleep patterns, right? We know we're going to lose an hour. So maybe we start getting up a little bit earlier, going to bed a little bit earlier, sort of in anticipation of that change. Just generally, it's good to have good sleep hygiene. A lot of people don't have good sleep hygiene. Right. So turning off electronics um, in advance of going to bed, making sure you're not exposed to blue lights. From your screens. Yeah. Don't use your phone in bed. Like that's <laughs> not a, that's not healthy for sleep. I um, mean, just have a good bedtime routine, like meditation or something like that. Yeah. And vote is, we always go back <laughs> vote, to voting. Of course. Uh, and uh, spread the word how you don't like daylight saving. I have yet to met, meet a person that likes daylight saving. So I don't know why this is still a thing. But yeah, spread the word. The more people are aware that daylight saving is awful, perhaps we'll see some change soon. But uh, vote, be vocal, and uh, share episodes. Share this episode with people so they can learn all about the awful history of daylight saving. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Everything is Public Health. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and spread the word so more folks can learn uh, about the amazing world of public health. New episodes are released every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at EverythingIsPH or Instagram at EverythingIsPublicHealth. Send us questions or comments to EverythingIsPublicHealth at gmail.com. Reach out if you think we missed an important perspective or suggest a future episode topic. Please give us a rating and a review on wherever you listen to your podcasts. It does help immensely. Don't forget to like, share, and comment as well. If you want to support the podcast directly, we have a Patreon page and you can find the link in the episode description below. And remember... Everything is public health. Everything is public health.